Good news, everyone. <laughs> you have been hearing an ad for a while now saying if we pumped up our Patreon to $500 a month, we would give you a whole bonus show. And you did it like a while ago. And I just haven't changed the ad. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> consider this an update. Congrats. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm replacing that ad with this one. And this one is just a little clip show to get your whistle wet for this month's extra bonus episode of uh, Mama Tried. And that'll come out as soon as we get $1,000. That'll come out as soon Yeah, we're holding <laughs> this one hostage. Nah, 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 nah. But I did want to remind y'all, if we do hit 750, our goal is to release two episodes of that a month. But without any further ado, mm-hmm. here's a couple of clips. Get hyped. Gunvar is going to watch Martin go investigate the door and yeah. think to himself, that motherfucker is going to get attacked by a ghost and I'm going to get blamed for that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Did I... What did I... What did I do? And with glee, he's like, yes, one more. <laughs> and he starts scuffing it out and he saves like one last little bit. And then he uh, jumps ass first onto it and erases <laughs> it with a butt. He's looking straight ahead, but it, it, and it would be difficult for you to know if he is just looking straight ahead, watching where he's going, looking straight ahead, like avoiding your gaze because he feels awkward about what he's going to say, looking straight ahead because there's Gunvar's fucking back. <laughs> you wake to the feel of sunlight warming your face. Oh, God. Oh, oh so bright. As a well-known sense of aching dread rolls from your temples to your stiffened limbs. Don't say it's my mom. Familiar. I'm not my mother's child. I can handle it. I had too much. Anton's back with the ship's cook business. He's cooking with the Zatarans. Now he's got a cat again. <laughs> I use pork fat when I make my stock, and I'm good with the vegetables in my wok. And all the ladies say, mm, he's got a fat side of beef in the fridge. <laughs> and some of the fellas, too. <laughs> I got that, and do we, and girl, you gon' do me. <laughs> I'm rolling up the blintzes, because I know my business. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to Astronomica. A podcast about the dangers of colonization. Uh, I'd like to introduce the cast. We have the Rizza, the Jizza, Inspected Deck, Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> oh, gosh. I like that Colin is Old Dirty Bastard. That works. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it really does. I'm the, uh, the ghost face killer. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm Star Daddy, Stan. This is Astronomica, the podcast about stars without number and a little bit more. And uh, with me, on my left, as always... I was already introduced. I'm the Jizza. (laughs) (laughs) The genius. I'm Jeff, and I play the MS Admiral Grace, the ship inhabited by a fragment of a rogue AI, in which everybody bumbles around the galaxy, and Hopper, the semi-autonomous medbot, whose personality is brutally overwritten from time to time. Sad face. (laughs) I am Kristen, 
I play Dr. Hildegard Hypatia Cade, ship's communications officer, ship's morale officer. And also, if everybody sounds a little stilted tonight, it's because we got a little out of hand in recording our introduction. So I'm also the person who decides what words you don't hear. My uh, my freestyle is just too fire for this world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why. Hi, I'm Cullen. I play Anton Baptiste Yoshida, and I am often the, <laughs> the cause of distraction. <laughs> <laughs> well, and destruction, so it works out. Yeah, you know. And I, colonization. And I am Alcohol, and I play Mackie, <laughs> and yeah, he's the engineer, captain, a little of both, a little of neither. I feel like we can refine that line a, a little bit more, and mm-hmm. you could be a, I am become alcohol, the killer of that one <laughs> bottle of Oban that we bought. I am become alcohol, destroyer of livers, Oban. I went back to the liquor store the next day on the off chance that they still had any of those bottles for sale, and I was too late. The last of them was gone. Why, Colin, we haven't sold Oban in 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> that spirit hasn't been around since 1969. Previously on Astronomica, in the midst of a pitched battle, Hildy hacks the ATF bot. Well, hacks the ATIF bot and gets official AITF credentials. Hopper sensibly continues smashing the AI core. Anton pulls Hopper off of it, but fortunately not before Hopper finishes irrevocably smashing it to unrecoverable, non-functional pieces. Hildy then proceeds to recover something functional from amongst the pieces, but whatever it is, it is certainly not the salvageable core of the AI. As nanites from the Dove of Peace drill through the ceiling of New Kansasity, Hildy stores a backup of Hopper in her datapad, where he finds a folder labeled OnlyFans for Upload POV, containing hundreds of videos of Hildy stepping on the camera. (laughs) The nanites attach themselves to the AITF bots and grant them the blissful release of non-existence. Hearing another cloud inbound, Hopper moves to distance himself from Mackie. Mackie attempts to grapple Hopper in a selfless and heroic attempt to protect him from damage. In an incredibly rare turn of events, the established rules of the game system are used by two players to resolve an action. The nanites descend on a now-distant hopper and Anton shouts one last paradox at him, which shuts him down and the nanites deactivate. Hildy reveals to Mackie and Anton that she has recovered something neat, but Hopper was unable to see exactly what, due to the fact that most of his sensory apparatus was dissolved into goo. Team Meatbag vows swift retribution against Ghost.gov, adhering to the sacred adage, Snitches get grievous injuries far too severe for Stitches to be of even faint help. (laughs) Mackie shows himself to be noble in reason, infinite in faculty, in form and moving express and admirable, in action like an angel, in apprehension like a god, the beauty of the world, the paragon of Meatbags. And then he voids the transaction that gave the crew their first real payday in months. (laughs) The crew makes their way back to the Grace with very important cargo. New senior morale officer, the cat, Chili Cheese. Anton tries out his new alter ego, AITF officer TZ-1839733, Strafe McElroy. I have it on good authority that he sounds a lot like Beetlejuice. Let us hope that no one slaps him on the back while he's talking that way or it will get stuck. Mackie begins repairs on Hopper, raises the paradox of the ship of Theseus, or it would be a paradox if you were some sort of dumb baby robot who thinks he's so great just because he has the mind gem and can experience emotions, but Grace is superior to such trifles. 
Let us now rejoin the crew as they embark on the mission of righteous vengeance and even more righteous clearing the way to finally get paid for something. So, start, Eddie. I have a question about goal achievement. Shoot. Last time, Mackie achieved his stated goal of selling the AI core for 9K because mm-hmm. he sold it for almost the square of that. Mm-hmm. But then, in an ill-advised fit of remorse, he voided the transaction and returned to the money. Did he achieve his goal? You did get paid. What were the specifics of his goal? Sell the AI core for 9,000 credits. I think I don't want to punish you for role-playing. All right. So I'm not going to give you the experience point. <laughs> oh, but we will it. say that you finished the goal. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. You can, yeah, you're good. All right. Okay, so having accomplished a goal, I'm bereft of goals, but I've got a new one in mind, and uh, I also want you to know that I'm getting better at this because initially I was going to have the goal be kill ghost.gov. But then I'm like, as sure as I make the goal, kill ghost.gov, we're going to meet him and it's going to turn out, oh, we actually see things his way. So instead, it's decide the fate of ghost.gov. So that's my new goal, short term. I'm going to decide the fate of ghost.gov. Yeah, speaking of goals, I don't know that I have amended mine since hitting level three yet. Turns out it was get a cat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm level four, guys. Congratulations. Yeah. Okay. Something like 20 episodes in, and I'm about to hit level three. Nice. We're pretty excited. Woot, Woot indeed. What I episode gotta number is this? This episode will be number 20. Number redacted. Yeah. I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> Next when time. are we? <laughs> Next time on Astronomica, we figure out what episode we're on. Uh, no, I do. I do think the present thing that is motivating Anton right now is getting comeuppance on this guy that got a kid needlessly killed and also narked the fuck out on us. So confront Ghost.gov is going to be my current short-term right. goal. Dovetails nicely. Good deal. So. We're about to start some action here, but I'm going to throw one thing out before we do that's sort of a like behind the scenes thought thingy. And that is, it occurs to me that we don't really know if ghost.gov is why we got jumped. Mm-hmm. We assume because it's a little bit of metagaming. Their name is .gov and we're <laughs> assuming that that meant that they alerted government agents. But sure. I'm just throwing it out there. Colin, you're absolutely right. Like we could find out in this mission of vengeance that... We have an entirely incorrect idea about the situation, and I'm ready for it. We could get there, and it's Keanu Reeves, and we're like, oh, shit. Oh, if it's Keanu Reeves, the then we might be the baddies. You're yeah. breathtaking, I say, as I strangle him to death. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, it turns out I'm breathtaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. We don't accept terrible puns on this podcast. Fuck. Wait, I gotta, I gotta leave. I gotta go. <laughs> Well, Jeff, it's been nice having you. <laughs> you uh, you really brought a lot to the table. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a game to play. We do. In the interior of, you know, the machine shop, you see Mackie bolting Hopper's head back on. Hopper is not yet back online, but Mackie says, I always said, well, I didn't always say, because it didn't come up organically. He said I've always time. believed 
that nothing focuses and directs positive energy among a team like a shared desire for vengeance. Ah, crap, I put this thing on backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Cade. (laughs) Yes. With an assist from uh, Grace, you guys need to make a skill check to get more information about ghost.gov. All right. So far, you only know that he's super cool. Is Grace assisting or is... Okay, cool. Can I assist with a connect in this case? Uh, sure. Uh, that is an eight. Okay. All right. And I will, just to be clear, I will give you something for anything over a six. Okay. So I give you plus one with my eight connect. I'm going to re-roll. Okay. I I got a nine total, including all of my bonuses, which is not bad, but... You can do better. I, I bet you can do it. I think I can do better. I think I can I do better. I believe in you. But but still, change up your dice. Yeah. 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 Smart move. You got a two and a three. Statistically, you should be able to get at least a three and a four. Well, hey! I did better than a three and a four. I got yeah. a three and a five on the dice. So nice. that is eight plus three for my bonuses plus four. So 12 and plus total. one from... Uh, yeah, that's four. 12 total? The, mm-hmm. Excellent. I also, I'm curious... Could I roll a possibly a connect check and know from the intersystem logs and whatever whether there's a government? Because it's almost like a, a quasi feudal state. Certainly, you can do that. Okay. And we also have uh, Hildy got an exceptional result on her check to locate ghost.gov. Uh, so that'll be a 10. All right. With your 12 and with access to sample correspondence from uh, Mackie's interactions with Ghost.gov, you are able to locate some like similar syntax in communications on the dark web. Ooh. With the help of the ship computer, whose name escapes me, Grace. Grace. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You're able to narrow down the list to... 99% 99% certainty that a hacker by the name of Datageist is the same individual. And there is um, quite a substantial amount of traffic related to that figure, which uh, you are able to use. Excellent. What do I know about Datageist um, as a hacker? Like, in terms of background, is Datageist considered a white hat who is connected to some government? Is Datageist just an entity of on their own? Is What does Space right. Reddit say about Datageist? Space Reddit dark web website dot com says <laughs> <laughs> that it's difficult to understand the motives of this figure. His behavior is, or excuse me, their behavior is uh, extremely erratic. Seems to work at cross purposes sometimes. Almost as though it were more than one person. Almost. Hmm. Mm. That is a thought. Okay, so I know that Jeff wanted to do another role, Mm -hmm. go through his, and then I have something that I'm thinking of. I want to cross-reference some of this erratic behavior with the spending patterns that we found from Jeff Cho. Okay. Just to rule out Mm. the possibility that Datageist is in some way connected. Very good. What skill do you want to call that? I mean, I'm going to say programming because that's the mode, but I'm going to say wisdom because this is going to be like an intuition sort of okay. thing. I mean, I'm going to say that if there's a pattern, it's probably fairly easy to detect some evidence of it. So we'll say a six. Okay. 
All right. Well, I got a four on the die, which is not very good. But with my bonuses, I'm pretty sure I beat six. So program is two, and my wisdom is one. So that Mm -hmm. adds three for a total of seven. Very good. It does appear to be related. It looks like Datageist has done damage to entities in a way that has proven profitable for Cho's strange investments. Is there any way we could distinguish from... Correlation and causation? Well, uh, yeah. or, or like retro-correlation. Like Jeff Cho well, knows in advance when someone else is like... Well, the nice thing about this whole situation is that hopefully very soon we will just confront this person in a physical realm and maybe get some answers. Mm-hmm. True. I am definitely going to share that information to everybody wherever they are on the ship right now. Share the base data and just, like, show all caps, exclamation point, exclamation point. And in smaller print underneath, because just in case other people don't make the connection and Hildy is the kind of person to explain an obvious thing, it's going to say, the people who probably tried to kill us on Apogee. From, like, three rooms away, you just hear... (laughs) Oh, that Bhutan hacker! Oh, we're gonna get my ass out of here, cool y'all! I'm gonna fuck his ass off! <laughs> From the uh, LCD touchscreen display on the refrigerator where an overlooked data cache has one of the Nolan Ryan P. Jr. <laughs> copies infested in it, he just pops up, mm, seems like a real bad hombre, that fella. <laughs> Buy my dick pills. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave off for now. Jeff, is there anything else you wanted to do? You wanted to make a connect check, as I recall. Yeah, I wanted to see if there was any kind of overarching organization or, like, governmental entity that plausibly could be connected with this. Like, does the AITF have any larger underpinnings? Okay. And did you roll the check? Yes, I did. I rolled a 10. Okay. No, the AITF is a private company Mm -hmm. that kind of uses the classic pre-collapse notion of what a government agency looks like as an advertising like uh, like as an okay but it is uh privately owned so if you share this information with us do you yes yeah mackie uh gracie see if you can uh go all the way up the umbrella and see who owns these guys i mean little rinky dink operation like that probably isn't uh Owned by itself. They're a subsidiary of the Twinkertons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mackie, I have tracked down the AITF's underpinnings. Do not be alarmed about any potential ongoing legal consequences. We are dealing with a bunch of Paul Blarts. Ah, him again. <laughs> Is there no perfidy to which he will not lend himself? <laughs> uh, uh, he did have a very nice submersible estate, though. It's a shame about what happened to it. Question for you, Gracie. Yes, Dr. Cade. Yes, I have arranged AITF credentials for uh, Mr. Anton. Does that mean that those credentials are meaningless? No, he will get a 10% employee (laughs) discount in the company store. (laughs) I will only ever use it for the Orange Julius. Also, they are subcontractors for a number of organizations on the planet, and so it will, in fact, be useful for gaining access to areas he would otherwise be barred from. Ah, excellent. Well, my big question is, with these uh, credentials in place, could that potentially allow me to uh, bring weaponry into New Kansas City? I feel like that's Mm. pertinent. We did observe AITF drones. Yeah, they got (laughs) zapped. So the thing that I'm thinking, uh, since we have at least the veil of authenticity 
um, if we could put in a requisition for violent action specifically for me as Agent Strafe McElroy the- against Ghost.gov, we could possibly have legitimate means to get that cleared. And very specifically, I could attack this character without getting nanobotted. As I recall, the violence authorization form is something that you fill out to allow people to do violence to you. That is exactly correct. Even Uh, local law enforcement has no... Got you. So I had an idea about that. And Mm -hmm. having the information we've just revealed, this may or may not be a good idea. But we have that headset that we got way back when from La Casa Elegante, right? I like Mm -hmm. this. And... We don't really know what that headset does exactly. We do know that it makes you feel like you're drowning. And that's the kind of thing that is torture, but maybe doesn't look like torture to, hey, kids, torture is bad. Don't do torture. Waterboarding is really bad. It's really torture. And we should not condone it, especially as a country that likes to think that it's a good country. But anyway, we could But we're totally going to do it, though. Uh, And that's something (laughs) that, you know, to the dove of peace might not look like violence but might feel like violence to the individual that works and then we could just uh shanghai him on board the uh grace and do all the violence we want there uh, i was thinking you were gonna say we use the headset to reprogram the jacket to be extra cool uh-huh. <laughs> next time okay. too late so if i'm understanding things I, i'm putting the pieces together there's still plenty of violence on this planet you just have your drones do it if you mm-hmm. want to hurt somebody you just sick your drones on them Yes, it is a recourse available only to the wealthiest upper echelons of society. It is fortunate that such an arrangement is unique to this system. <laughs> Mr. Mackey, I have a concern with where your brain is going. Please enlighten me. I happen to be in possession of a drone, and I have only just recently got it reprogrammed so that I might use it to our benefit. Um, and also to my own benefit, but... Um, Don't worry, we're not uh, going to jeopardize your drone before you even get to play with it, so... Excellent, uh, excellent. Yeah, no, no, no. That is all I wanted to check. I think there are other methods. Mm. And Mr. Anton, there is the headset that we uh, recovered from La Casa del Hombre Elegante several days ago now. Perhaps this is a way to commit violence without actually committing violence, according to the Dove of Peace, and... Um, you know, under the duress of the strange effects of that headset, uh, perhaps you could ask questions of this person or even ask them to sign a request for violence committed to them. Do- Dr. Kane, are you advocating torture? Because, um... I am not... I haven't seen this side of you before. I, I... <laughs> Do you have the sunglasses, Andy? I feel uncomfortable saying that I am advocating torture, but I would say that I am perhaps advocating enhanced interrogation methods. I see. So you are an American. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, you know that in uh, 2300, the United States of America that was was taken over by I, the time-traveling Nazis. We are all aware of this history. They I, came from 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yes, the Nazis that time-traveled actually time-traveled from just a little bit previous in America's own, well, the United States of America's own history. Ah, uh, indeed. I forgot my history. That's my bad. <laughs> all right. So, uh... Much like the actual Nazis in the 30s and 40s got all their best ideas from the United States. Okay, this is one of those questions that I hate, but where are we exactly? I know we're on the ship. In a hangar that is built into the side of a canyon. 
that accesses New Kansasities, like beneath the glacier uh, city. I figure I'd be in, you know, a machine shop working on Hopper. Sure, uh, probably in the cargo bay. Okay, cool. Where is everybody else? I am inclined to think I'm in the same room because I was sort of like fuming. Okay. Just like standing behind you talking shit. All right. Hildy is just either in the calm officer. Yeah, there's setup. not there's still not quite a co- like a full dedicated calm officer setup. She's in the galley or she's up in the bridge. Uh, she's on her back on a comfortable couch <laughs> in the lounge holding the calm officer station like and sometimes dropping it on her face. Yeah. <laughs> and it, on her belly kicking her feet in the air. <laughs> oh, totally. Well, twirling the spiral shaped cable that makes her new fancy data pad into the comm station and connects to yeah. the janky old comm station. No, you Every time up. you twist it just wrong, it, uh, <laughs> it cuts out. Okay. And if, I am the ship. If I understand, we're, uh, we've got a plan coming together. Uh, Admiral Grace, can I get a heads up of our uh, surroundings? Absolutely, Mackie. All right. Streaming to your display now. Where are we thinking we're going for Ghost.gov? This data geist individual mm-hmm. seems to do a lot of business in the location that he was trying to get Mackie to go to. Okay. In his ghost.gov right. persona, which is down in the subway tunnels, kind of off the beaten path. Because the subway tunnels were built out of the old the shafts that were left behind when mm-hmm. the, miners, the West Hill proprietary yeah. company mined out the rhodite. So Okay. Do there you, are some shafts that go down below the glacier where they're not mm-hmm. visible from the sky. That was my question. Yeah. Okay, so he marks that on the big map. All right, Hildy, where's your boyfriend? My boyfriend? Yeah, we're going to see your boyfriend, right? That boyfriend. The the fella with the dig site and your boyfriend. Oh, oh, you mean my acquaintance? Boyfriend, that I yeah. have That's not I actually said. ever met in person? Yeah, but there's a there's a there's a thing there, right? I have not ever met him in person, so I do not know. He's your boyfriend. Where is he? Interesting. So he is located at the Reliquary Institute dig site, which is, and she will send the coordinates that were sent to her. It is about an hour outside of New Kansasity along the subway route to Summertown. There are some private estates built off of the rail system. Mm-hmm. One of them is a Reliquary Institute office, essentially, okay. a, a monastery. And then the dig site is near there. All right. Mackie throws the map over to Anton's communication set, and obviously, you know, the Admiral's got it, and the uh, Mission Impossible theme starts playing in the background. He's like, all right, so the plan is we go here, and he points to the subway tunnel. We brace this uh, Data Geist character. Depending on how that goes, we might be able to go see Hildy's boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Then we get lunch. Where are we going to get lunch? Surely Dr. Cade's boyfriend will have a romantic locale. Yeah, but we can't go with them. They need their privacy. I must again assert that this is not my boyfriend. I have never met him, but I am going to focus on the task at hand, and we will deal with that in the future. Hildy, you gotta Mr. be more Mackie. confident. Uh, yes. <laughs> Mr. Mackey, I have a question that is about... Love? I can tell you everything you ever wanted to know. <laughs> you know. My only input is that he would be a pretty shitty boyfriend if he wasn't hospitable enough as to feed us, right? <laughs> Actually, Anton raises a fair point, Hildy. Maybe this isn't the guy for you. (laughs) You know, now that you say that, I kind of want to say that maybe he is my boyfriend. But no, 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 no. He is not my boyfriend. He was my boyfriend. Anyway, 
I've got to get a Frau Blucher in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Mr. Mackey, we are we are focused on the task at hand, and, and we will deal with that later. My question right. for you: lunch. No, 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 no. Uh, May I suggest rewind. nachos? <laughs> rewind. Let us look at our primary objectives. The first objective on our list, which is this ghost.gov slash data person who may or may not be connected to Mr. Cho. Now, based off of your information from the bidding war and the information he gave you about where he wanted us to go, we have a location that we might be able to find him. I may be able, if I am very lucky, to uncover some additional information on this other subway tunnels and whatnot. If you will give me just a moment, if we have a little bit more time before we are ready to go, I would like to check the old records and see if anyone has ever mapped out these areas. Perhaps we can approach the area from a different trajectory that this person is not necessarily expecting. A worthy and brilliant addition to the plan, Dr. Kate. While you're doing that, me and Anton will take care of the rest. Anton, lunch could be delayed. What have we got in the way of travel snacks? Um, I have, I have a bag of cashew granola clusters that we got. Oh, those the, are good. At the Costco. I guess I could heat up a couple of the corn dogs and then wrap them in a paper towel and we can carry those along. <laughs> this. That's delicious. That, but will that travel well? You uh, might yeah, have no, to, we fine. might have to eat and run. Like Mr. Mackey. If I may direct you to your right cargo pocket on the trousers of your spacesuit, you have a Dots. Pa- you have a corn dog wrapped in a paper towel in that pocket at the present moment. I, I do always keep a packet of mustard in my breast pocket just for such an occasion. Doctor Cade, we're locked and loaded on this end. We await you in the cargo bay. If I may, um, as we uh, head back into the mall, I think it might behoove. Maybe just me, but us. I'm gonna go to one of those big gun stores and uh, get a permit and a gun, and uh, we'll see if that may or may not help down the line. All uh, right. Certainly. Do you think that you could do this with haste, or would this be something? I mean, I that can go need? now. I'll just like pop out, and y'all give me a call when you're ready. Yeah, I'm still 3D printing Potahopa's face. This is gonna take a minute. Okay, cool. I'll go do that while they're doing whatever they're doing. Okay. You don't need to finish printing out the rest of my face. It will not impair any fair critical functions. Oh my gosh. It's, you get 90% of the way through the print, and then it messes up and starts doing that weird stringy thing where it just makes a bunch of squiggle strings. And it's we don't have time to wait for another one, so you just All use right, it uh, to the top Hopper, sweet head. mustache. Hopper, you're going to have like half a goatee for a while. Is that uh, going to be a problem? Did we land in the half-mirror universe again? It's going to look like ground beef. <laughs> you have a ground beef goatee. So, could I do a roll to see if I can locate a map of those older structures? What structures exactly? The subway lines are easily so, accessible. Well, what I'm looking for is, so you know how, like, under Seattle, there's more Seattle mm-hmm. because of weird things that happened and they had to, like, raise the street and everything. What I'm looking for is basically that map. is to see if there's anyone who has ever mapped up a whole or at least a part that is relevant to where we're going, that is your back alleys, that is your access tunnels, that kind of thing. Or, you know, like the subway system in New York has Mm -hmm. parts that are not readily That will be a role, because the the publicly accessible maps of the subway do indicate sections where there will be a, you know, a little marker that's like, Mm -hmm. no civilians beyond this point. Gotcha. No, I'm definitely looking for more information because... 
I am trying to find ways that we might be able to approach that are not right on the beaten path, which I now realize kind of bears out your prophecy that you would set something up and we would not see it. Right. So. <laughs> That's fine. So Unless uh, you just locate it wherever we go. Yeah, this is mobile. <laughs> Yeah, it turns out these guys were just hanging out in the uh, vent shafts that were shimmying through. That's a thing. That actually would be fine. Yeah. What skill do you want to call for? Good old program intelligence. Cool. Roll it. I did not do well. Three on the die plus my modifiers, which is another three, gives me six total, which Mm -hmm. is like the bare minimum. Yeah. And I already used my reroll for this scene. You're not able to find any maps that are helpful strategically. Mm-hmm. You are able to discover that some of the tunnels lead into property that's officially belongs to Lakshi Day, mm. which is used for military training. Anytime they need to do weapons tests or anything that could possibly trigger the Dove of Peace, they have a lot of like caverns down there that they use for that for those purposes. Ah, okay. Um, Well, that I will share, especially if there's one that's anywhere near where we're going. And I will explicitly share it to Anton and his datapad with a textual note that is, looks like used to avoid Dove of Peace, if we can't get back to the ship, could take Datageist to one of these locations. Nice. Hey, I'm assuming I'm just going to Guns R Us. Most weapons should be available on the planet. Uh, Well, are they the export only would be my only... Yeah, so it would depend on the weapon. Okay. Keep in mind that when I got your pistol replaced that you left on the Lakshi Day ship, Mm -hmm. I requested a much better model than you had. So you might not even need to buy something. I guess that's a fair point. We also have an armory with... Oh, yeah, and it's only for the licensure to be able to carry it around uninhibited on the... The mm-hmm. planet, like getting getting yeah. through the customs gate was the only thing that I was concerned but about. You might only need to buy the licensing is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. If all I have to do is do the license and it's cool to make this happen this way, just call it a mag pistol. Okay. I mean, 2D6 plus 2, I'm not going to scoff at. Okay. Yeah, you can purchase a license to carry a mag pistol in New Kansas City from the Lokshide Corporation for, let's say, 20 credits. Make sure you ask for a discount because we just did them a solid by giving them a whole bunch of like mm. free press. It is 20 credits. And I'm you are saying. an authorized AITF agent. That's right. true. I'm just I, saying, okay, man. Yeah, I'm going to call it a connect check. Words I'm of wisdom from to, Hildy. I'm going to flash my AITF credentials and uh, and see if that does me anything. Uh, oh, sh- why do I always get like pretty good rolls on things that are inconsequential? Uh, that is an 11. Okay. I wink. It's suddenly free. <laughs> You wink, and uh, they touch their ear as if getting a call, and then they just push the paperwork toward you. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, nice. And they say, uh, courtesy of Chen Chen Ying. Oh, well, right on. <laughs> <laughs> You've forgotten who that is, have No, you? that's the, that's the luxury day uh, lady that met us uh, when we landed. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, way to go, building relationships with corporate, powerful people. Yeah, she probably wants to have sex with you. <laughs> well, no. we'll see. She totally wants to have sex with Hildy. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, well, I, I mean, I won't stand in the way of a good time. The <laughs> thing is, uh, Anton's already in the Lakshi Day corporate fuck book. You know, he's got like a star rating, you know, and everything. So, oh shit, that's true. Mm-hmm. You should have asked what your rating was. No, no, never. We don't need to go down this route. As, as he was, <laughs> Anton knows what his rating is. As he was being escorted off the bridge, he's like, "Say five stars. Say five stars." <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, 
you oh, know? Oh, dear. I'm going to uh, confidently have my gun and not worry about the law anymore. <laughs> Sweet. By the way, Mackie will, uh, while he's waiting for, you know, Hopper's face to get out of the oven, uh, get on the comms. Uh-uh. Sergeant Shank. Uh, yes? Did we ever discuss hazard pay? Um, no. Excellent. You and Wang and Ren are with me. And, uh, hmm. Go ahead and bring some weapons down to the cargo bay. Check in the ship's locker, you know, whatever your flavor is. Go ahead and bring down the cargo bay. You may or may not need them. Yes, sir. When they get down there, Mackie's like waiting. He's doing that dumb General Patton stance with a, (laughs) I think they call it parade rest with the legs wide and the hand clasped behind the back. Hopper's actually holding out your spacesuit trousers like (laughs) Jodhurst. Yes. Yes, I was going to ask about your pants. Now is the moment where uh, our new friendship, association, and uh, contract will be tried by fire. Wang and Ren are talking amongst themselves while you're talking to them, and Mm -hmm. Shank nudges them, and is like, he's doing a bit. (laughs) I am indeed. Well spotted. I can see why you're in charge of these knuckleheads. We are uh, currently contemplating, well, I'll just call it what it is, an act of naked vengeance against a... uh, Perhaps quasi-governmental hacker who has, uh, I don't know, he knocked on us, a kid died, you missed a lot. What have you been doing these last three episodes, anyway? Waiting for you to remember I exist, sir. (laughs) I would never forget you, nor Wang. Ren, he kind of blinks in and out. He is a forgettable individual. Indeed. And if I may speak freely, I hate this motherfucker, sir. (laughs) Ren, you're going to take point today. (laughs) Shit. I'm pretty sure she meant the ghost.gov motherfucker, she did. But, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ren, never mind. Wang, you're going to take point today. Shit. <laughs> anyway, listen. Uh, it might not be that bad. It might just be picking up our lunch. You guys have worked in Glazer for a minute, so I'm sure you know the spiel about uh, carrying weapons and licensure and all that stuff outside in uh, Glazer 4 public spaces you guys don't happen to already have the credentials you need to do that sort of thing do you we do our pmc sentinel credentials should still carry us all right arm yourselves with uh like i said whatever your flavor is and hang out here we'll be moving out directly also if you have any thoughts on lunch you don't have to answer me now but be thinking about it and let me know we will discuss it and have an answer for you (laughs) presently very good I don't really have any other bookkeeping stuff, but I did want to do some reminders. One is if we're getting ready to go into a capital D dungeon situation, we might want to check all of our equipment and make sure we bring the shit that we want to bring. And the other thing is the other bonus that I did get from Lakshi Day was armored vac suits. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure in terms of AC 13, 13. But the armored vac suit has an additional quality, which is it is more puncture resistant. I think the chance of it being ripped by like a melee slashing attack or whatever is is uh, considerably lower than a normal vac suit. Okay, so Hildy is going to definitely don the armored vac suit just in case, okay. and I believe they're covered in logos. So, do we have any like paint just lying around? I just want to paint it. Sure. Cool. What colors of paint do we have lying around? A weirdly large number of pink paint cans. No pink anywhere on the ship. 
but so much well, pink that's why paint. you have so much ah oh, shit I, yeah. I'm kind of okay they're, with the corporate logos now they're all like about seven eighths used <laughs> <laughs> is the sadness room pink Mackie, well in Mackie a very technical a- manner of speaking <laughs> glistening parts of it are oh, shit. Oh, God. and Mackie has a pinkish skin tone that requires a certain amount of upkeep <laughs> yeah. so instead of spray tan you're like spray whited it's a roll-on thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess in that case, Hildy will take a quiet field trip to go snag a different color of paint. I will not be pink, damn it. Okay. It's easy enough to find some paint. I would just lean into the whole, like, NASCAR thing. Mm. I mean, you do you. It's mostly fuck pets or us. Hildy's going to look for, like, a dark blue or a dark green mm-hmm. and paint it all that color. Say I'm wearing a, like, canvas jacket. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be a certain color, and I just paint it that color every time I like move. It's all just kind of. This is future paint. Yeah, this so, is TL4 paint. So one, okay. I would say, presumably there is a future kind of paint that is sort of like a nanobot type thing, which is what I would like to get. But two, failing that, that's a good point. And I would say, in that case, this is not a long term solution. This is a we might be in dark places. Hildy is not a beefy person. And she doesn't want to stand out brightly somewhere that we are likely to be. And these logos and bright pink would be things that in the event of combat, she's got to stick to a corner and use her drone or try to find an access panel and be out of sight. So her goal isn't so much to like really solve the problem of the logos as it is to not just be a neon target wherever we end up. You can borrow the ghillie netting that's hanging all over Anton's room. You just had to ask. (laughs) He only wears it when he plays video games. Yes. (laughs) It's just like immersion. Artificial Spanish moss hanging in clusters around the corners of the room to make him feel more at home. Mm -hmm. I just had this vision of Anton having like a Speedo style bathing suit that's just made out of ghillie suit material. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't (laughs) have Form fitting. <laughs> Except chili cheese has now started to use it as a bed, so you know. While he's wearing it. Ooh, we should make sure that one of the people stays behind to take care of chili cheese. Uh, put some food and water in the dish. She can wander around. Trace is staying behind. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Hey, don't don't kill my cat. I would never even contemplate such a course of action. Okay. I feel less so reassured, oddly. I was gonna say, like, whatever is more mild than mildly. <laughs> I feel a modicum of reassurance. Mr. Anton, let me assure you that if we were ever adrift out in the depths of space, cast off from all hope of salvation, and all of the food stocks had been depleted, it would not be the cat that dies first to feed you. (laughs) I honestly, I got that vibe. You know, I expected nothing less, and I should have stuck with my gut on that one. (laughs) I realize how much you love pets. I'm sure that I do not know what you mean. Oh my god, we all have a TPK, and the next crew finds the grace, and it's just crewed by a cat. Hello, my name is Catkey. <laughs> Kill me. I can't die. Kill me. Mice to meet you. I hope you like what I've done with the cockpit. It's all carpeted now. <laughs> There's a nice sunspot that comes in through the window. I don't know if I'm even doing Mackie's voice anymore, as much as I'm doing sort of a Adam Sandler-esque old man voice. <laughs> it's close enough. Okay, do you guys want to do anything else before you go? <laughs> Am I positive that my shoes are tied? What skill do you want to roll? 
I mean, yes. it sounds like notice, but uh, <laughs> your shoes are tied. Cool. You double checked. All right. I think I'm all good. I got a gun. Oh, shit. The headset. I think it would be really pertinent to double check that it's charged and that it's working. So I'm just going to like push the on button and like peek. Okay. It has about 57% battery remaining. (laughs) I actually don't know that Anton ever experienced it in the first place. Yeah. So the headset has, what do you call them? Electrodes? Electrodes. Electrodes. There you go. Mm -hmm. It has a bunch of electrodes and stuff. There is like an eyepiece, but just looking into it until it's like actually linked to your brain. Well, I guess just for the sake of thoroughness, I'll just go ahead and like put it all the way on. Okay. Yeah. You sure about that? I... Am not. Just want to be clear. You're putting on the headset. <laughs> you know, I said I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm fucking with you. So I'm doing it. Okay. Putting it on. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, Anton, where are you, by the way? When you I, well, I guess I, I like walked out to the gun store and then I came back to meet everyone at the ship for our Top Gun Everybody's- soundtrack walking down. Let's hang on. Let's have it settled before we do it. Are we doing an Armageddon walk off the ship or are we doing a Reservoir Dogs walk off the ship? Uh, we are all wearing spacesuits so armageddon seems yeah can i the face of it yeah. can i throw out a last minute course correction sure mm-hmm. let's do a uh lock stock and two smoking barrels walk i believe i can fucking do that for you <laughs> <laughs> right, governor all right you guys are doing that when ren comes past you on the gangplank he's like they're taking the hobbits to heisengard <laughs> <laughs> hey guys that's why Shank fucking hates you, Red. <laughs> I, I have a hushed tones conversation with Grace, and then the only thing that anyone else understands at the very end of it is that I will die as one of them! <laughs> <laughs> and my axe! <laughs> Mackie uh, enters the cargo bay, and he's he's got his new armored back suit with all the corporate branding on. He's like, Hey, I think I lucked out. I don't find any of these companies that morally objectionable. <laughs> and then he turns around to the workbench to like gather up his uh, post tech toolkit, and it just says "fuck pets." <laughs> just it's like the whole back is just a full body, just like fuck pets patch. Do, uh, Rhino XXL. <laughs> if your boner doesn't last more than four hours, take another one because you got one that was bunk. <laughs> Shit. So. Did Anton indeed connect the headset? Um, I'm at the hangar of the Grace side of the gangplank. Okay. Like standing there? Yeah, I'm like standing in the doorway. Okay. Cool. You put the headset on. Let's see. Colin. Mm-hmm. Give me a dodge save. I fail. Eight under 13. All right. Colin goes limp and falls over right in front of you. Like comically, your hands are like this, and he just falls straight between your hands. Is one leg bent at one angle and one arm is bent at a different angle? Yeah. Yeah. Mackie reaches down and he rips the headset off Anton. And as Anton kind of returns to like reality, he's like, I told you, you don't want none of this Dewey Cox. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't really say that. He's like, uh, Anton, what the fuck are you thinking? But uh, Anton, you take a point of damage. You smack your head on the ground. Okay. You were only in there long enough to see darkness, but you, you weren't drowning. Huh. Does okay. uh does Grace notice anything like can she detect any ra- uh, like radio signatures or comms or anything like that coming off of this? Sure, let's let's call that a notice. That's going to be with your your sensors. But it's still going to require. How does uh Snake Eyes get you? You don't detect anything. But there is a lot of comms traffic going on. <laughs> Anton um 
picks himself up off the floor. And as he gets about halfway, he just sort of like hops up and <laughs> lands with his hands on his hips in sort of a jaunty pose and is like, All right, y'all, that was bracing. Let's fucking do this thing. <laughs> Man. Uh, Hopper, Hopper walks up and puts a band aid on you. <laughs> and then the band aid injects a stream of healing nanites that erases the one damage. <laughs> Does it actually? Or? Yeah, that, well, I mean, you have to spend five minutes not taking any further damage or exerting yourself. But. Mechanically speaking, is that a... Uh, it's a lift. Do you have enough of those that that is not a thing that will be more useful later? I have a bunch. Okay, cool. Uh, you do take one point of system strain. <laughs> <laughs> one per sleep delete goes away. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I'm a uh, fit as fiddle. Cool. You guys <laughs> see that Hildy has painted her vac suit. And it looks like it's not just a random painting of your dark blues and dark greens. It looks like she has gone and recreated a 20th century old earth camouflage. It's not just like things are smeared on. There are meticulous lines between each of the dark colors. She even wrote real tree on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mossy oak man, and I uh, won't stand that Walmart camo when, bullshit. <clears throat> when I was a kid... I didn't know that Realtree was a brand. And so when I saw my dad and my granddad's hunting gear that mm-hmm. said it had Realtree written on it, I was like, that's not going to fool anybody. <laughs> Deer can't read. <laughs> In the patois of the times, I was today years old when I discovered that Realtree was a brand and not a joke that was being made about it being a real tree. <laughs> um. So... Happy to recreate your childhood there, Stan. Nice. So do you do you walk into the uh, the cargo bay and do a little turn in your uh, freshly gussied up armored vac suit? No, she doesn't really show off. She does have like a Karen face on looking at you guys. <laughs> like you could ask her why she's making that face or you could just assume that her face is stuck that way because it's Hildy. No, uh, Mackie is surprisingly up on old earth culture and, you know, things like that because on the Empress Helene... When they set sail, they had the most amazing, like, modern 3D holodeck shit. But by the time Mackie was born, all of that had been broken down for three centuries. And all that was left was, like, VHS tapes. (laughs) And so he's like, hey, camouflage. That is correct, Mr. Mackie. I am impressed that you recognized. This is something that they used on old Earth to hide themselves from enemy combatants and yeah uh, you did a really good job like i can see all the little delineate i mean honestly that's kind of better than camouflage it looks really good like thank you and she looks she's very impressed and then she kind of looks at you all suits and and he does push his hat back on his head and kind of like look at it for a second he's like i feel like it will be of a doubtful utility on an ice moon but it's really (laughs) well done (laughs) i i look at hildegard and then i think for a second and I take some uh, some eye black and just like a football player, <laughs> just do like like big lines under my eyes. I'm like, yeah, I get it. War paint. Yeah. Intimidation. Yeah. Let's, let's go fuck this guy's day up. I like it. I like uh, the energy. Yes. Well, it is really more to make sure that I do not stand out as a target, but I can see the two of you are more than happy to uh, stand out. Hopper takes a smear of the face paint and just on his chest just writes not a robot (laughs) (laughs) hopper uh well we got a second could you do me a favor yes of course anton could you paint some cat whiskers that's intimidation I'm a fierce tiger. <laughs> Is not a robot written upside down on your chest so that when you look down at it, it says, uh, yeah. Yes, Anton, of course. I could also do a star or a demon. I 
don't know how long Anton's tongue is. <laughs> oh, I can correct that for you. <laughs> Uh, no, gentlemen, I don't believe we have the time. Also, Mr. Hopper, before we leave, hold still for just a moment. I have something that your previous self asked me to deliver to you. Holding. And uh, she will move towards you with the connector necessary to download the previous saved file from Hopper. But she won't just like click it in. Like She'll kind of show it to you and wait to kind of give you a chance to stop her or let her go or ask questions. But she's basically waiting for you to like give the go-ahead wave. Thank you very much, Dr. Cade. Fortunately, my automated backup systems here on the Grace are updated every nanosecond and will overwrite any previous obsolete backups, so there is no need to connect that at the present moment. Ah, yes. Wink, wink. Um, perhaps it is something that we could do later if you require. Simply say the word. This comes from Hopper's mouth and from the ship's speakers and from the comms on your suit. Mm-hmm. If you have an obsolete backup of one of Hopper's divergent personalities, you should probably connect it at once so that it can be analyzed and then disposed of. Mm, I'm going to do a roll to see if I pick up any nuances in that. What role, That's up to you. Jeff, do you think? I'm going to leave it up to Jeff. What role do you think? I think that'd probably be a, uh, a notice whiz. Okay. Notice whiz it is. So I have a one in notice and a one in wisdom. I will just reiterate at this point for the audience, I do not require social roles or hold characters to social, to being influenced by dice rolls unless they choose to use that. And the reason I'm choosing to do it is because I don't want to make a decision. So I like that, that we don't have to make rolls against each other. Sometimes it's fun to leave it up to the dice to see what happens. Yeah. So I did leave it up to the dice and I rolled pretty well. I got an eight on the die. And that's plus two, so for a ten total, which is generally a good roll. You would pick up, to the extent that there is any sort of emotional subtext to anything that Grace says, outside of the normal background malice, there seems to be a little extra... It's gone from ten to eleven. A little edge there? Yeah. Okay. Ah, yes, Admiral Grace, you are correct. Uh, I have just checked my data once again, and silly me, fallible human understanding. Uh, this is the copies that I already uploaded to you from the last time that Hopper, you know, stopped working in the field, so I think we're all good here. And the voice analyzing technology <laughs> of one of the most sophisticated machine intelligences currently operating in the Rheingold Cluster is like, she is so full of shit, but what does he say? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the way that she has interacted with Grace, there's an even chance that, that Gracie could be like, checks out. <laughs> Given that Hildy has openly suggested changing your programming and things like mm -hmm. that, like she hasn't been particularly, you know, except for when she was doing the um, paradoxes when Mackie was trying to creep out of the cargo hold. But it's very possible that she didn't know that was meant to be subterfuge. So I'll leave it up to you. Humanity is a, uh, a vast and deep sea of mystery. And you're always lying all the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. For the seemingly dumbest of reasons. <laughs> uh, and so Grace can't tell exactly why you're lying, but doesn't really give it much extra notice. Good deal. Ready to go. <clears throat> Plus, you're about to embark disembark on a mission, so she doesn't want to get in the way of Mackie's... Uh... Mackie's fun day out? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mackie likes to make the gun go pew. Grace knows this. <laughs>
<laughs> Anton's like in the gangplank doing calisthenics. He's like toe touching, <laughs> reaching up in the sky. Does a couple of jumping jacks. Does a little burpee. Then like stretches his legs out. He's like, ah oh, man. All right, I'm really tired now. I need to go lay down for a nap. <laughs> this, uh, I haven't had a chance at vengeance in a little. Ah, it just feels good to be back in the saddle, eh, Maki? It really does. At this point, you know, I haven't heard a shot fired in anger for, I guess, about a 24 hours. <laughs> I miss it, brother. All right. <laughs> yeah. Gentlemen, after you. Ladies first, Dr. Cade. As they are doing this, Anton has just started walking. <laughs> Shank, Rin, and uh, Wang each pick up one of your uh, packs and uh, shoulder them. Like one of our individual packs? Yeah. Oh, whichever one tries to pick up Hildy's, Hildy will stop and take her own. Wang acquiesces. I will sort of like look at them with a raised eyebrow and just sort of shrug and keep going. Whenever Hopper sees somebody try to take Mackie's pack, he clamps his hand around their wrist. Right. <laughs> it's uh, Shank. She says, uh, just helping out. Oh, excellent. Proceed. She shoulders your pack. Mackie. Ah, that's quite all right. All right, Sergeant Shank, you're with me. Walk with me, talk with me. Oh, no, this isn't going to be one of those insufferable Sorkin moments, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen... Yes, I'm trying to sork in her, but it's we're friends. That's all. We're trying to create a foster an order of camaraderie between myself and our meat shields. Oh, well, if I may refresh you on Sorkin's Ovra, she is a woman, so you need to talk down to her about simple things that she probably knows more than you about. Oh, okay. So, Sergeant Shank, we might be heading into uh, a little bit of a hot situation where we're going, Sergeant Shank, I know that that won't be a problem for you or your men, but there is one thing that I want you to know. I'm not good at this. This isn't really my thing. I don't know the doctor that well in the great scheme of things, but I get the impression she's more comfortable in the lecture hall than the foxhole, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, sir. Anton, on the other hand, is widely experienced in affairs of violence. So... In and out of the bedroom. Yes, <laughs> Yes, as uh, Hopper rightly points out, he is quite the Lothario, and uh, we're all very proud of him. I'm not interested. Oh, I wasn't <laughs> suggesting that you fuck him. I mean, I'm, I'm not suggesting that you don't fuck him, but... We'll uh, see what happens. We'll see what happens, exactly. You know, it's a role-playing game. Dice get rolled, shit gets weird, you never know. That's what makes it fun. Yes, sir. But uh, at the moment where things jump off... I would like you to consider him your uh, commanding officer. Quick well. point of order. Anton is presently just like standing a few feet away, picking his nose. Yeah. <laughs> and Hildy listening this is thinking to herself, I was the one who originally took charge of them in the field. Hmm. I mean, if you want to say that out loud, that's a... No, okay. I'm, just, I'm just making an observation. All right. Well, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. I want to use that power as an environmental solution rather than a leader of troops in general. I mean, I have a swagger stick right here. He reaches into the bag of holding and pulls out like a World War I <laughs> officer's swagger stick. He's like, you can have it if you want. You hold the swagger stick, they do whatever you say. I, um, that is incorrect, sir. We, uh, we just answer to the signature on our paychecks. I just imagine that what Mackie thinks is a swagger stick is actually like a broken pool cue. <laughs> yeah, right. It's well, a swagger stick. Swank gave it to him. Or it's like, like not necessarily broken, but you know the ones that like you unscrew 
It's just half of one of the unscrewed. It's a plastic Justin Bieber mic stand that says <laughs> swagger on it. She gave it to him and was like, this is our control rod. <laughs> so you know that we can't betray you. <laughs> okay, quick point of order. Before we get into the tunnels, I want to set this up. Shake, you're with me. Taking point, I want directly behind us to have Wang, Mackie, Hildegard, and Hopper take up the middle. And then we've got Ren in the back covering our six. Understood. Uh, what about uh, Dr. Cade's drone? I think that the tunnel may be a little too small for the drone to do overwatch ahead. However, I think if we have it run recon around corners and stay a little bit ahead of us, that might be the best position for it to uh, scout the area before we physically in- engage. Is that uh, amenable to you, Dr. Cade? Ah, yes, I will uh, consider this. I would prefer to leave this until we know the environment we are working in. Perhaps these tunnels have plenty of clearance. Perhaps they do not. We will wait and see until we are there. Very good. As point of order, y'all will be safest in the middle. Oh, absolutely. That sounds fine with me. Mackie's like, absolutely. But then he makes sure that he stays like a half step ahead of Dr. Cade. (laughs) <laughs> and I like to think that she's like, oh, fuck you, no. And then she's like, yeah. tries to like be like one half step ahead of him. I mean, and then they just play the like, like me walking my dog. Sometimes yeah. she might be like that. But I think in this case, I would say there's a certain level of self assurance that is like, I'm very aware that I'm not capable in this one area. And also, I'm very aware of how capable I am in these other areas and thus am important. You all can go ahead and be part of the meat shield as far as she's concerned. All right. All right, so with uh, marching orders sorted out and everything, you guys head out of the hangar. You come to the checkpoint where a Lakshi Day official stands ready with like a, a little uh, metal detector wand and runs it over you guys. And it's like, <laughs> it catches fire. It catches fire. Isn't it? Yeah. He's like, all right. <laughs> he checks his ear and he's like, okay, you're good to go. Cool. Hey, Dr. Cade. Yes, Mr. Mackey? We should start compiling a list. Sir, is there anyone you want us to not shoot particularly? I would like for you not to shoot anyone. All right, cool. But you don't want to, like, put your mom at the top of the list or anything like that? Oh, no. Okay, very good. (laughs) All right, move on. (laughs) This guy kind of seems like an asshole. (laughs) So you guys go marching through the mall, loaded for bear. Do we have to make any checks to avoid any banana peels that may or may not still be in um, the area? Uh, the banana peels appear to have since been picked up by the uh, robot truck. <laughs> There's a pile of Roombas collapsed in the corner that have slipped. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a little asterisk note in station history called the banana peel incident. <laughs> yeah. So you head through the mall, you come to a corridor that leads into what looks like Kind of like Grand Central Station if the ceiling were the bottom of a glacier. Okay. Um, It's a very fancy, very deep cavern. You kind of come down these wide stairs. There are crowds of people awaiting trains that are coming and going. These are perfectly cylindrical trains with no seam between the cars. So Mm -hmm. the actual like metal that makes up the train itself can extend and twist and turn. Uh, It's very flexible. Living metal. Yeah, basically. And so these trains come and go. There are a number of automated consoles that you go down to interact with to purchase tickets. There's a big board with the names of destinations flickering on and off. Okay. We know where we're going and we have a map, so I imagine we just mm-hmm. boop, boop, buy tickets. 
Do you want to take a train to your destination, or do you want to call the car from Humber to Hollis? Yes. Or I was say, the Hollis car is That's, an option. Mm. The ghost.gov car seems like a really stupid thing to do. Yeah. yeah. So, my inclination is to say we should call the car from Humberto Hollis, because maybe we have a little bit more leeway with where it goes, assuming it's not a pre-programmed vehicle. However, I think the purpose of that was to transport the artifact to the Reliquary Institute. To your boyfriend. Dig site. To mm-hmm. Humberto Hollis. And your boyfriend. Dig site. Yes. Who, since we haven't actually interacted, we haven't even confirmed is... A boy. We've railroaded Cullen's character into being a horde dog, so, I mean, turnabout's fair play. I mean, that's fine, but, like... Yeah, but Hildy is ace, canonically. Okay. And I thought that meant that she just piloted fighters real good, but... Yup. It, it does, actually. Yeah, it translates. Every, every yeah. ace person you meet on Earth is actually an unbeknownst to them ace starfighter pilot. This digression has been fun, but for realsies, we don't have the artifact with us, which means we probably have to forego that option and just get on the train. All right. That's good thinking. So we're just going to like buy our own car like normal ass people. Well, I don't think we're going to buy a car. We're just going to like get train tickets. Oh. Can Hopper interface with the train system to see if there is an e-brake option, just to make sure we don't get diverted? Yeah, can we get like a Pullman Palace car? Is that <laughs> is that a thing that exists on this planet? There are different cars for different classes of traveler. Mm-hmm. If you want to pay a credit for a ticket, mm-hmm. you basically are in a sardine can for the duration, and there is no access to an e-brake or anything. Mm-hmm. But there are a number of luxury cars available for interested buyers. If we choose the sardine can option, do they periodically disappear a few of the passengers and turn them into meals for the first class people? Not according to the website. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of monster would do something like that? So, like, let's say that we're all at a big automated kiosk. Mm -hmm. Mackie wants to roll a notice check to figure out what the best way to get us within kind of like, let's call it walking distance of data geists pied de terre with the maximum amount of like freedom if we decide that we want to pull the emergency brake and get off in the middle of the tunnel or whatever like that he is going to roll a notice check i'm hoping it's wisdom because i have a bonus in that so six on the die plus one because i have one in notice and plus one for wisdom brings us to eight Okay. Checking the map displayed on the kiosk, you mm-hmm. locate Spelunko Station, mm-hmm. which is apparently a uh, adventure <laughs> destination for adventurous people who want to have an adventure. The station is run by a company called Spelunko, and they sell all kinds of proprietary cave exploration gear and offer a number of packages. Uh, right. We're going to meet a bunch of CrossFitters there. Are you guys okay with that? I honestly am just ready to go. Let's do this. All right. He orders a Pullman Palace car to take us to Spelunko. Mackie has some pretty ritzy taste for a guy who just, like, ditched 80,000 credits. <laughs> well, you know, easy come, easy go. He uh, he, has a- <laughs> he thinks he just ditched 8,000 credits. <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. Uh, listeners at home, that is absolutely the case. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll talk about that on a panel someday, hopefully. (laughs) 
compelling moral character choices and the line where they would fly right out the effing window <laughs> if he knew what he was actually doing. I'm uh-huh. sure we won't get stranded on a desert planet somewhere because we didn't have enough money to keep the ship running and we're exactly 80,000 credits shy. <laughs> I would just like to point out that you guys are looking at McDonald <laughs> Burn to be the guy that like keeps shit solvent. That seems like a bad idea on the face of it. He orders, okay, maybe not a Pullman Palace car, but a fairly nice car for us, our medbot, and our meat shields like a, to take us to Spelunko. You know, okay. like a Pullman McMansion car. A Pullman McMansion car, a, if you please. Econ- Econo Comfort Plus. <laughs> Econo Comfort Plus, Star Daddy. credits. Okay. We'll get you very comfortable digs on an Echo Corporation car with lots of virtual reality options he really fucking hates that it's echo but he's also not going to be picky at this point okay will the flight attendant bring me a mimosa as i get to my seat a virtual reality flight attendant will appear to bring you a mimosa that's fine in your mind's eye mr Mackey. uh yeah what's up hoppa if we are to proceed to spelunk co can you please promise me that you will not attempt another zipline <laughs> Hoppa, a promise is a sacred thing. We've talked about this. Yes, many, many, many times. And More than you know. I respect you too much to make a promise that I don't know that I can keep. Very well. I will uh, increment the adrenal inhibitors. Do what you have to do. But if there's a zip line, you know as well as I, there's no telling what might happen. I know exactly what will happen. You will get on the zip line, and there is a 30% chance that you will fall off. I think. Is it only 30%? Based on empirical historical data. (laughs) Better than I thought. Mackie uh, buys the car out of the ship's purse, and we, I guess, wait for it to show up. Yeah, within about 10 or 15 minutes, train pulls into the station, and your uh, little Applebee's buzzer goes off to let you know that your (laughs) train is ready to receive you. Put down those bottomless apps, gents. Mm -hmm. It's time to get on the train. (laughs) Oh, no, I hadn't seen the bottom yet. Oh, I was about to finish one of those lovely beverages with sufficient it. They had one of those from Aegea here. It's not authentic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hello there. Didn't see you come in. I was too busy affixing this Elay Chemical Industries transdermal opiate delivery patch to my temples. I needed something to take the edge off after that tension-filled cliffhanger that this episode just left you in. Mm. If you need some recreational pharmaceuticals or you want to hang out and talk to any of these reprobates or scoundrels you might have heard jawing at you over the course of this, Look us up on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter by searching for Astronomica Podcast, or you can go to astronomicapodcast.com, catch back episodes, or even mosey on over to our Discord through the invite link there. I'm Nolan Ryan P. Jr., legally obligated to announce that I am not in any way, shape, or form an autonomous or emotionally competent or intellectually aware entity, I am completely a simulation, and any affection you might feel towards me is misplaced. Kristen, fix this one in post.